Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everybody, we're uh, we're back. This is uh, this is the podcast, the worst fans in baseball podcast. I'm Tom. We got we got Ryan. We got Josh. Hey. We're Hello, back, ladies. Everybody. We're back, ladies and germs. Hope you enjoyed the Tony Larusa interview. That is very real. Uh. Um, we're sorry about the Kyle Reese episode. We posted it on our website, uh, folks. We have a website now. That's cool. Um, I appreciate that Tom has like, oh, we're going to start a website and has substantially written like 100 articles within six days. I put put a lot in. We have eight articles published. Josh wrote one of them. And, uh, you know, I've I've thrown in a few. I've thrown in the rest. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good. Getting good traffic. Doing the Lord's work, boys. Just remember that. We are gonna get pussy out of this. All right, I just need you guys to try. I just need you guys to trust me. We are gonna get pussy out of this. But um, we interviewed uh, Kyle Reese about uh, four or five days ago, and it was an incredibly good interview. Really good interview, and right, Josh? We actually Josh? did. Yeah, I mean, and we actually did interview Kyle. It, um, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just this is actually real. On- Possibly a hundred percent real episode, yeah, which is also oh, real, but you know. yeah, a hundred percent real. We interviewed a aging shingles ridden man uh, about about uh, the the about the two thousand eleven World Series team, while also saying that they had Cesaris Torres on that team. We totally did our homework for that. Um, <laughs> But Kyle Reese was on. We had we talked to him for about seventy minutes. It was very good. Uh, we talked about everything. You got to you got to fluff your Garfield, if you know what I mean, when it came to you know good old Brendan Donovan. Uh, oh, Nick showed Nick showed WAP solidarity with Andre Pallante. We got to talk to him about Alec Burleson, minor league. It was just an awesome thing. And uh, unfortunately, we lost that interview uh, because when setting this up. Uh, Nick did not tell me to hit the record button, and we know Nick is my handler on this, so we this... we lost that interview. Kyle did say we could we'll do another one. He had a lot of fun, uh, but Nick really <sighs> Nick really screwed the pooch, guys. You're really, uh, he really fucked up not telling me to hit the record button on this guy. <laughs> you, you are delusional. I am not delusional. Uh, Nick knew better. I asked him, hey, help me set this up. And he was too busy making music to uh, to Discord in and make sure uh, my settings were set up. And, uh, you know, Nick, when you don't 
if you leave a dog inside too long, it's going to poop on the carpet. And, uh, well, it just pooped on the carpet. So uh, we'll have Kyle on again. Uh, it's just, um, uh, it's a bummer, but luckily, like most people, when we screw up, we take it. Uh, not in stride, but we take it and monetize it. So you guys should go over to the website, read the article titled Tom Really Screwed Up about that podcast, and then um, uh, send us money or something. That's good. It was a great interview. It was a great I feel bad because Ryan had to work, and that was like the only day, like one of the, like one of the few days we could make, make it with Kyle. And like I was like, oh, man, this is going to – I feel bad. This is like I want Ryan on, but he's got to, you know – you're you're doing your uh, side hustle, take care of right? Yeah, you're uh, you're still doing your side hustle even even with uh, your your main job going on. Yeah, man, I uh, I like money and like being able to pay bills, so it's uh, you know yeah, things dude. are expensive in Joe Biden's America. Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> and it's only going to get more expensive because that drippy, demented little little old fucking elf, he had to go. And cancel student loan debt up to ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars if you got a Pell Grant. I can't believe I can't believe he would enact socialism like that for people. And uh, you know, if you want to know our opinions on it, make sure you go to the Worst Fans in Baseball website where uh, Josh wrote a lengthy art. Every opinion you're going to hear now is just uh, we're going to put we're like Woody Harrelson doing that Reddit AMA. We're just going to talk about Rampart. We're going to. This is just all about the website now. So, <laughs> but no, I got I'm getting uh, twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt canceled because I grew up very poor. And uh, Josh, how much are you getting? Um, all because I have all of like it. five and like five point five student loans, so we're good to go. Hell yeah, dude. Ryan, you getting some of that dark Brandon money? I'm getting ten thousand of Joe Bucks. Ooh, Joe Bucks, I like that, dude. Let's start a crypto called Joe Bucks. Is what we call it. Joe Bucks. I, like the- I, I personally love that Joe Biden's going through his Punisher phase. I'm enjoying every single minute of it. Um, <laughs> he's roasting uh, people online. The White House uh, Twitter account was like Marjorie Taylor Greene had. $500,000 forgiven for a PPP loan for her for pussy surgery or some shit. It has been... He has been unhinged, and I I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, but it... Like, I'm... A lot of the stuff, like, they've been tweeting or, like, the, the White House, like, is, like, ma- mainstreaming, I guess, is stuff that, like, left Twitter has been doing for, like, 10 years. And I'm like, they're oh, just God. adopting this, this Twitter personality before november so they can like hey look we're we're hip kids now and then they'll go right back to being well 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 ryan are you telling me right now that left-wing policy and left-wing praxis is popular amongst the public and helps people win or ryan we know that that's that's false otherwise bernie sanders would be uh would be the czar of america right now you're right you're right that's You mean well, to, Tom, there, Tom? Yeah. Not enough people Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> Sanders. So it is. Uh, it is kind of funny um, because uh, the first thing uh, uh, me and a couple of my friends were joking about when 
they came out with the executive order is like getting twenty thousand dollars in student loan canceled and then uh, my buddy was like yep remember voting doesn't matter and we had like a nice little little giggle about that um yeah um it's uh yeah it's good i'm happy thank you thank you joe biden it student loan debt shouldn't exist at all should be abolished and replaced with something uh something better uh like like a Chuck E. Cheese system where you go, it's an arcade, you get tickets, and that determines what college you can go to. We should do something like that. It's fun, it has games, and it stimulates the economy. If you bring Time Crisis, if you beat Time Crisis, you get to go to Harvard. <laughs> like that. Bring, bring back pizza arcades and scary animatronic mice. I love it. Get it. That's what we need in America. That's how we build communism, finally. But, uh... Yeah, um, I don't know, we can, uh, before we do baseball, we can make fun of the people uh, saying that uh, it's just unfair that uh, we would do anything, that we would pass any laws, legislations, or executive actions uh, for the betterment of people because they didn't get it when they, when they were young, and it's not fair to them. L- less, but l- lest we forget... College cost a dollar... When they were there, yeah. like thirty years ago, yeah, it was package um, change. I am not seeing that amount of takes from people kind of around our age, but people older. When like tuition was like three or four thousand dollars a year, and so part of me is like, okay, but like you didn't you didn't support this shit now, so like now why do you now why do you care? Like should like like you you've never supported like student loan debt forgiveness. And now that it happened, now it's important to you. Like, shouldn't you be taking the high road and be like, "Well, yeah, I paid my student loans. I didn't need a, I didn't need a handout like the rest, like this millennial and and Gen Z crowd." <laughs> also, this is the thing that like, uh, I, aside from the fact that um, it's like a big fat stimulus for people like us, like, oh, we can buy a house or something like that. Now we don't have this mountain of debt for a for a degree we don't even fucking use. And like, I guess another side. Josh has a master's, and any job that Josh looks for with his master's degree is dog shit pay. Like, so people who have like, one of my coworkers has their master's in uh, in biology, and starting pay for like the jobs they were looking at in their field was like fourteen bucks an hour. Like, so like, it's a fucking scam. It's a scam. It's yeah. a scam in the highest degree. Okay, but. The thing that I find frustrating is that people who have their student loan debt forgiven pay taxes. Like, they also contribute to everything else that uh, everyone everyone up to this point, like, relies on each other for. So when people are like, I don't want my money going to forgiving someone's student loan debt, I'm like, well, you know, my fucking rent money goes to pay for your, like, first homeowner or first, first house. We, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. We all pay for we all pay for each other. It's a community. The thing things that are insane about this country is we can't have nice things not because they cause more harm, uh, not because implementing them would would destabilize our our our, our infrastructure or or it would cause a, a grievous amount of pain for people. The reason why we can't have nice things in this country. It's because it's expensive, guys. It costs money. 
we could have we could have free health care. We could have Medicare for all for people and a, and a public uh, school system that, that doesn't cost anyone at the point. But, guys, it costs money. We need that money for, I don't know, giving it to Raytheon and Israel and, I don't know, blowing up some brown farmer in fucking Tehran or some shit. Anyway. You know Tom, it's funny you bring up uh, Israel, and well, I don't know what that. That's where Nick's at. Is. No, it's not where. It, that's actually not where I'm going with it. It's on a serious note with this topic. You know, yep. I don't. I wouldn't have say I had twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt. I would have no problem mm-hmm. working to help pay it off. But I wish we had some sort of like, hey, every American for a year they're obligated to do something in public service. Like they have to work or they volunteer or do something in public service mandated and you do that for an entire year kind of like what the israelis do except i, I don't think i'm not going to join the military um oh, yeah work, so. work the long john silver's drive through like you're required to. <laughs> yeah, that's the american dream get some chicken yeah. planks <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how they tell if you work the Long John Silver's uh, front line is like how much fucking forehead acne you got from being underneath those burners <laughs> in Greece all day. You know, part of me like wants to like that, but like I feel like I, I often feel like it just like it, it, it uh, goes against like my uh, like my first principles of like freedom. But like I also get it, and like you know, if more people worked in retail or a shitty job. You, you would imagine they would have more empath- empathy for those people and more patience, you know. Um, like growing up, you know, being a pal- being being a poor fucking being a poor piece of shit, guys. Let me tell you, I, I identify as a poor piece of shit. So, Slip back um, no money in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> this baby knows. Your baby knows I'm a piece of shit. Uh, I didn't know your grandpa was a piece of shit. Oh. But like growing up. Growing up poor and struggling through college to just make ends meet or being behind on bills and, like, have to beg, like, my parents who were poor for, like, any kind of help. Like, I think there is um, a lesson. Better yet, there's something of value to be taken from having to work so hard for so very little. I think that, like, helps you develop, like, uh, uh, it, it. I think it develops empathy develops i think it's a virtue to a degree but i don't want anyone to have to go through what i went through like like and it wasn't traumatizing it's just being it's just being poor and being a little parasitic is what it was just but you know it's it'd be nice to establish something like that i get that you know hey you have to work two years at a wendy's you know well, you can always have the option yeah. too. You know, it can be like you can pay your loans off, or you can do this for, you know, depending on how much you have out. The max you'd have to do would be like a year of service. But say you had like less than ten grand in debt, okay, yeah, you can volunteer at this citywide homeless shelter twice a, you know, twice a week for two hours. You know, yeah, there are something like a that. few programs like that. Like AmeriCorps is like you can do like Teach for America or. The AmeriCorps has like go rebuild flooded Mississippi mm-hmm. programs as well. Like, but it's also super hard to get in. So only the only like the highly competitive kids that were top in their class at the university but have debt or whatever go do those things. Like it's I don't it's not easy to get know, those positions. 
I don't know enough about that, but I would kind of assume like a program like that does it make people money? I would assume. Like, oh, I'm I feel sure. like any. Yeah, I know I there's been like articles any, like, about how Teach for America is actually very bad. Or like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's like stipend based. I'm pretty sure. Like, I always, yeah. I always feel like any kind of like publicly backed program to encourage like you know be like volunteering or any kind of public service is just unpopular because it teaches kids like uh it teaches kids to be communists is what it is but no it te- like i don't i often think like they're unpopular because they don't have like a huge profit motive by it so like, i'll have to yeah. read up on that i i'd be kind of cool um I feel like here's it's, an, uh, it's well intended but somebody's trying to make money somewhere yeah well yeah I, it's like it's like the problem with anything nice. Like we can't have nice things because they cost too much money, or they don't make anybody money. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, here's an unhinged tweet before we actually get to baseball. Uh, Representative Jim Banks. Maybe you guys have seen this. He uh, he's a U.S. Navy Afghanistan veteran. He's from Indiana. He had this really fucking crazy tweet. Student loan forgiveness undermines one of our military's greatest recruitment tools at a time of dangerously low enlistments. <laughs> quiet, quiet part out loud. You fucking kidding me. This is why political violence is justified. Holy shit. Yeah, we, uh, if we forgive... Yeah, if we forgive student loan debt, we can't send people overseas to get PTSD and kill someone. Dude, fucking canceling student loan, uh, granting any kind of student loan forgiveness program is going to lower the Dodge Challenger industry by by 20%, okay? (laughs) We're going to hurt the auto industry. We got to bring these jobs back, so... All right, all right. We can we can get to baseball. Uh, and you guys got any final memes you want to share on student loan debt forgiveness? We're good. <sighs> no, all out of our system, right. boys. Got all that socialism out. Uh, all right. Uh, fun stuff. Um, Lars Newpar is hitting leadoff. Donovan in the number two hole. Uh, 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 wrote about it. Guys, how do you feel? They've been they've been a great one-two punch. I fucking love it. Yeah, no, Newt's brought some good energy. I just like, I just like watching him, like seeing him in the dugout. Yeah, I mentioned that last week. It's uh, he's he's an excitable boy. Very sorry. I'm also doing my fantasy football draft, so I will be checking on that periodically. Okay, Okay. it's like an acid flashback. You just in and out, in and out, in and out. Baseball, football, round ball, octagon, <laughs> decagon, octagon, Obama gone. Follow the Daily Wire. <laughs> it's like my new right, right. sport I created earlier, Tom. Yeah, we're not going over that. Uh, how do you feel about? <laughs> you know. You know, I was doing a very offensive bit earlier, and Josh somehow topped that. So, uh, for I know I know Nick is on hiatus, and he is the bleep master. Uh, he is the cut man. But uh, you know what? I'm going to make the executive decision. We're not going to go over Josh's new sport. Josh, how do you feel about new? How do you feel about the one-two punch of Donnie Bats and Lurs Neatbeer? Uh, actually, I really am kind of. 
I like what I see on paper, but I feel like it's not going to last and it's lightning in a bottle. I'm kind of like not totally sold on it, just long term. Like I'm not thinking, mm-hmm. oh, two years from now, Donovan and Nupar will be, you know, right up there at the top of the lineup. I mean, I think Donovan sticks, and I think Newbar will be decent, but I don't think they're going to play this well, you know, consistently. I was thinking that, like, Newbar has carried, like, a pretty high contact rate through through the minors. But the thing that he's doing now that I find rather impressive is his walk rate. He is walking over, like, 14%. So, like, maybe lightning a bottle, but I think think he's off to a hot start like he's got 11 11 starts at leadoff he's carrying a 440 on base percentage so you know he, he gets on base he gets on base. yeah like so uh, you know small small sample size he's doing he's doing great with what he's got right here but i think with like his eye and his contact rate i think he can last probably for the rest of the season like i i always thought yeah. donovan should be in the number one but donnie in the number two following a guy like lars who's hot right now like more of that these guys right now should be at the top of the order we need people on base for fucking paulie and nolan like imagine yeah. if we had like good stable on base production the whole season like goldie be at 130 stakes right now and nolan probably be at 100 as well like you gotta load them up for these boys Gotta get, gotta, gotta get and the guys. Well, not that loaded. I feel like in the past week, I've seen the bases loaded for the Cardinals more times than I've seen all season. Yeah, we've just we've gotten on base at a much higher clip, which has been. Oh, we gotta talk about how Nick season. died. Uh, Nick actually showed up. He, we thought he was dead for so long, but he was there for the Kyle Reese interview. Um, Nick is though officially dead because when Paul. DeYoung hit that grand slam against the Cubs. Nick fisted his ass so hard that he died from being from fisting himself in the ass. It was a terrible death. <laughs> we have the video. We we will be posting the video on our website at the worst uh, blog in baseball dot com. Make sure you check yeah, that out. Was, uh, the worst sport. What? I'm kind of imagining like a Willy Wonka, like when that one bitch swells up. <laughs> like, but it's just that with just piss. <laughs> Yeah. Or actually, he's, yeah, you and our yeah, you and I are Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, other other baseball stuff. Um, I want to make fun of Josh Hader. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I I propose this to Josh that um, there there was there was there's double it. This is like some fucking Cold War shit. The Brewers, knowing that they may slip and be a wild card team, told Josh Hader, "Hey, if you go over and fuck the Padres' chance up uh, uh, standings in the in the wild card, we'll re-sign you for more money, right?" But hold on, here's a twist: the Padres told Taylor Rogers, "Hey, if you go over to Milwaukee and fuck up their chances at a wild card, we'll re-sign you and pay you more money." Because between these two closers, it's been a shit-off between them. Hader gave up six runs today. He's got a ERA, is it over 15? Let's, let me pull this up. They lost to the Royals, which is a crime in itself, and San Diego should be moved to uh, Las Vegas for it. Josh Hader, a third of an inning, five hits, two walks, not good, six runs given up. His season ERA is now six six five two for the season. He was below one until a month and a half ago. 
He's got a 23.14 ERA with the Padres. And Boys, <laughs> what what the fuck is going on with Josh Hader? <laughs> and just the fact that he went from like one of the worst parks to be a pitcher to like one of the best parks to be a pitcher, and it's still right? fucking up this bad. Like, it makes no sense on paper. Bro, that fucking that Pacific Air. I think it stinks. It stinks. Oh, dude, that's like garbage. yeah. What is this? You doing your yeah? You, no, I was thinking you're doing your Jay Sherman from the. It stinks. <laughs> Charlie, it stinks like garbage. Um, yeah, uh, it's 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 sad to watch a great man like Josh Hader be taken down a peg by the likes of um, checks notes. The Washington Nationals, the Colorado Rockies, the San Francisco Giants, the Cleveland Guardians, and the Kansas City Royals. Truly top-tier, top-tier shit out there. And the Washington Post. That's right. And the Washington. <laughs> Take that, Lib Media. We found those tweets for a reason, Josh. Josh! Um... Yeah, it's it's sad. Uh, who also do we want to make fun of Zach Hample? What was his name again? Hample. Ham- Zach Hample. Zach Hample. I didn't know anything about him, and then Twitter told me everything about him. What What are your guys's? Uh, what do you guys know him from? How 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 acquainted are you with baseball's greatest collector? I'm the same as you, Tom. I hadn't heard of this fuck until three days ago. Yeah. Yeah, but it's—I uh, feel like I've just always hated dudes at the park, like older dudes who are fighting for foul balls and/or like if it comes to you, great. But if you're like running down there, it's 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 sad. Like I went to the one of the Yankees cards games, and there were just all these like juiced. And I sat near um, Aaron Judge, I was sat in right field. And there was just all these yeah. juiced up New York guys like going down, like <laughs> like arming their way down in between innings just to like, you know, like, hey, Josh, throwing a ball. And it was just like, guys, you're 33 years old. Like, you're this is- <laughs> yeah. Josh, throw me the ball, you fucking finook. <laughs> throw me that like, ball I or a- I kill this child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. hate that. I hate taking things from kids, man. Like that's how you fall in love with the game. Like you go to the stadium, man. like you get. I a... loved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's maybe the that's how he thing. falls in love with the game. Every day he goes yeah. to a game and he steals the ball from a kid, <laughs> and he falls in love all over again. <laughs> I watched a couple of his videos and like during like pregames because he just harasses. He's like, "Give me a ball, give me a ball." And he's just constantly up. And then, like, a player will give him one, and he'll give it to a kid. I'm like, that's nice. And then, like, there's a fucking shot out in the left field, and he's boxing motherfuckers out, like, trying to score this. He's running downstairs. He's getting yelled at by ushers. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, like to back to back, to back what you say, Ryan. Like, it's, you know, it's an intimacy level with the game. Like, you are, at this point, directly part of the game. You know, this thing that just came out of the arena of play is now in your possession. This ball was touched by the fingers of, let's be honest, if it's a home run ball, it was touched by the fingers of Josh Hader or TJ McFarlane. (laughs) You know, like, and 
he's got over 11,000 fucking balls, man. Like, I doubt 11,001 feels much different than 2008 or his very first one, you know? Like, what what are you doing? Like, why is this an obsession? It's like an addiction? Yeah, maybe it's not obsession. It's like an addiction. I don't get yeah. the high of that. Like, like he sh- no, he should be on my strange addiction. That's what it is. It'd be like, Zach, we got to clear out some of these baseballs. He's like, okay. He's like, you have to choose which ones to go. I was like, I can't let go of my Barry Bonds 723, nor can I let go of my Didi Gregorius fifth home run in the second inning of 2016. I can't let go of what he's, my fucking Ryan Howard. I can't let go. Like, come on, dude. There's so many I- of them. The creepiest thing to me is that he wears, like, all MLB gear. Like, no team. Yeah. He has, like, an MLB hat, and he always has, oh, like, an he... MLB.com t-shirt. It's like, who... <laughs> yeah, like, he's got I think, it, it, <laughs> I think it's a yeah, PSYOP. Like, he's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, he's sent out there by MLB, because they're like, we actually need these balls, because what if one We're... is worth something? Some, like... <laughs> he's, wor- he's working on a, He's working on behalf of the MLB Umpires Union. That's what he's working <laughs> He's an undercover fucking fed. <laughs> He's like, they make sure no one understands or like likes the game inside the arena. I'm the guy who does the work outside the arena. I uh, I did some I did some research uh, on on Mr. Hample. He uh, got his very first ball in 1990 at Shea Stadium. He also caught I think it was either the last ball or the last home run ball hit at Shea Stadium. So to explain what you know what you're talking about here, Ryan, he's clearly a filthy fucking Mets fan. What he is. <laughs> he's the work pond scum, pond scum in every sense of the word is what it is. Only a Mets fan, only a Mets fan would stiff arm a twelve year old boy with cerebral palsy to catch a fucking home run from a from a from a, from a backup catcher. <laughs> Kids in the front row, uh, he just like tips his wheelchair over. And the kid falls oh, throw, I got it! He throws them on the Good field. You get hit, buddy. <laughs> throws kids on the field. We need a. Has he been to St. Louis this year? He's been to like twenty some stadiums. If he comes to our stadium, we have to go to a game he's at, and we just have to harass him the entire time, like follow him around, box him out, and just be a pain in the ass to him. That's what we have to do. I mean, it seems like that's what's happening now. Like, that's one of the videos that I saw are people just yelling at him in stadiums. Dude, yeah. That was like, fuck you, Zach. (laughs) Oh, dude. Fucking Uh, Dan McLaughlin went by. (laughs) DUI Dan! DUI Dan! Dan Dan looks at you, see him pull out an airplane shooter, fucking down some American honey real quick. Well, they also. Before we get to uh, Josh's time. Oh, good. Oh, I was just going to talk about the booing of the DeWitts as well, but we can get to that in a minute. So, let, Yeah, we'll say up for that. Uh, let, let, quick little Zach Ham. He's getting dunked on pretty bad on Twitter. And while three of the four members of this podcast agree he shouldn't kill himself, Nick, uh, you know, some of it's a little too far. It is great, though, seeing him get uh, dunked on because he was at this Rockies game and was just giving this usher the business because... He's like, this is a restricted area. You don't have a ticket. You can't be here. And the guy's like, you're... Zach Hample's like, you're destroying the game. I was like, this, <laughs> this guy... This guy... I, you know, I know we put... I know we put the F slur out to pasture, but we gotta bring it back for people like Zach Hample, okay? You gotta... We gotta get... We gotta get one on him. So... All right, Josh. Josh. 
Yes. You went to a you went to you went to a baseball game yesterday. I sure. I did. went to a wedding. I went to a wedding, and uh, Ryan, where did you go yesterday? I was in a KC. Ooh, nice. yeah, nephew nephew Ooh. had a birthday. Nice, yeah. dude. Did you get him some cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, dude. Four year old just fucking cheap and smokes, man. It's just you get him some uh, burn ends. <laughs> Yeah. Taking him outside, teaching him to play dice or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Tech Nine. I... <laughs> Ryan's pulling a Royal Tenenbaum. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Josh went to the baseball game and he drank. He told me specifically he drank 14 beers and he had a lot of fun. Oh, well, man. I counted my cups. Uh, yeah. So my. <laughs> One of my friends, uh, Gage, he actually had these tickets for him and his boyfriend, but they had split up. So he's like, yo, you want to go with me? And I humbly obliged. So, yeah, we get we get to the stadium around, I think, like 3 o'clock. They're doing that Hall of Fame induction ceremony for a, a holiday. And the other guy, I cannot remember, that old, he sounded like Mike. Julian Javier? Yeah, it was like Mike Shannon, yeah. but Hispanic. It was kind of dope. Um, so then, Mike, a- after wait, that, hold on, hold on, Mike, Mike, his Shannon, Mike, Hispanic. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so, so after you know that's over, that's when you know I saw Dan McLaughlin walk by and I yelled at him. Um, shortly before um, they opened the gates, the Dewitts got let in. Um, so I set my sights on, uh, you know. Enemy of the state number one, and Mike's Hispanic. That's how it is. I uh, think I got it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So uh, yeah, we get up. We get up to our seats. Uh, we're there like an hour and a half before the game, or almost two hours actually. So I got to see part of the Braves. Uh, you know, their batting practice, which I haven't been to batting practice in years, and. One thing I wish the MLB would really like change, is, or at least the Cardinals, is that they hit last. So when you get to the game early, you can see your team take BP. I hate that. Or open mm-hmm. the gates earlier. You know, maybe four hours before the game. They'll just make more money from concessions that way. But whatever. Anyways, uh, so yeah, they uh, did a little thing before the game where they rolled out. Um, you know, like. Matt Holiday again, and um, the Bill DeWitt was down there, so they introduced him, and he got there was a roaring, uh, just like, and now uh, president and owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, Bill DeWitt. You hear cheers, and then there's just me just going, boo! <laughs> 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 From uh, yeah. Which, that was fun. And that's what kick-started a great night, because the dude sitting next to me started laughing hysterically when I moved. And me and John, John, I don't know your last name, I just know he works for Ameren, and he's from Marion, Illinois. Uh, You're fucking dope. Uh, I hope you listen and connect, because, John, you're a great great guy to sit next to, and the St. Louis Cardinal fans, we just build community. Um, did you anyways, tell him about the podcast? I did. Yeah. So did you, wait, did you did you tell did you tell him about the website? Uh, maybe about the website. I don't know. We uh, website we I spent ninety six dollars on. Did you tell him about that? Um, I told him about uh, my ass and uh, <sighs> the 
my god. Oh my god, it doesn't matter. No, no just finish your shitty story. Oh, okay, damn. thanks. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going up and getting two beers at a time. I'm just really um, going deep. Uh, Gage had, like, four edibles that I gave him. I had half of one in, like, this eighth inning just because I'm like, all right, I'm not going to fall asleep at the game if I take this now. But holy shit. The entire, you know, by, like, beer number 10, I'm just calling every Atlanta fan a fucking boiled peanut motherfucker or get your big-ass <laughs> peach-eating teeth out of my city, you... <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my thing. I just kept calling Atlanta fans saying they had big teeth. <laughs> and I really cannot quantify where I'm getting that from, but, yeah, they've got huge... Robert teeth. E. Lee was a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, then um, I got to see the Cardinals load the bases and Kinley Jansen, um, you know, have kind of a Nick situation where he pisses in his own asshole and, you know, (laughs) walks walks in the uh, winning run. So I got to see my first uh, walk-off or walk-off walk. Walk, So that was cool. Um, Mm. I was on cloud nine. There is a video on my Snapchat of me screaming like a little – prepubescent schoolgirl um you know so i love it because yeah you you don't sound like any anyone over the age of 16 and it it is so good (laughs) fuck yeah go kind of i was like let's fucking go Ah! (laughs) i think we need to post that video on your on the main twitter josh you need to need to run with it you know yeah, man. Hey, we certainly can. Um, I did yeah. save it, so it's not it's not in the cloud anymore. It's in my hand. But yeah, so great game. Um, I'm glad I stuck with it. Um, as always, it's great to have free food and free beer um, at a Cardinals game, and I don't want to see games any other way. So, were you uh, up at Freeze's Landing again? We were in, on the Powerade Bridge, um, so it's like above that a little bit. But you know, it's the same yeah, concept. Yeah, right? I, the same. Yeah, I think the same food and beer. Better view, anyways. You can see like you know up yeah. to the track in right field. Yeah. So that's nice. You said uh, that was your first walk off, right? It was. Yeah, uh, they rule. I remember when Ryan and I saw a walk off when we were playing Milwaukee. It was uh, it was when we bought all those five dollar tickets that one time, very drunk, and we went to that fucking. It was like thirty six degrees, and Carp hit a fucking walk off down the line. And we we're like, oh, thank God, we we're gonna freeze out here. Josh, yours yeah. was way better than ours, because uh, by the time Carpenter hit it, we were all like, oh, thank God, fucking abolish baseball, get rid of this shit, more ghost <laughs> runners, more go. Cut the game to five innings. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It was like Tom and I and like the concession stand workers who had closed up shop already had moved down and <laughs> yep. like ten other people sitting on the first base side. We so the tickets we got were uh, terrace level, but again, like always buy if you're gonna buy like cheap tickets like that, buy them in 
you know, for the beginning of the year because Missouri weather means it might be fucking freezing. Because no one showed up, and Ryan and I just moseyed our way down to where we were on top of the Milwaukee Brewers dugout, just talking all kinds of shit by the six. Like, it's the sixth inning, and we're just there. They're like, yeah, you can sit here. No one's here. What are we going to do? It's fucking cold. And they're just ragging on ragging on Christian Yelich, making fun of Jet Bandy. It was, it was, it was a great night. Baseball <laughs> at its finest. Fuck. Beat. Yeah, I was like, what kind of fucking parent names your kid after a plane? Like, it was, we were just relentless to him. It was, it's how baseball should be. And, like, sub-freezing, sub-freezing temperatures, so close to the game, you can scream at the millionaires playing it. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. you know, we both uh, made, made some memories. That's all that matters, my boys. Yeah. Walk off walk, you hung out with a gay guy, you know. You haven't oh, done yep. that till today when I got home, so. Well, yep. Uh, have you seen the clown? Little the eyes from gay people. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing I've just been hitting people with. Ryan, have you been hit with that yet? No. Try it on your coworkers. Like, hey, Ryan, have you seen the clown that hides from gay people? I have not, no. <laughs> we got him! <laughs> yeah, exactly! I don't know what it is about the setup. <laughs> it's, it's a logic. It's a perfect logic trap. <laughs> it's ever, anytime I try it on someone, they stop. Their brain does a hard reset, and they're like, no, I haven't. They're like, oh, okay, well, he's right there. He's, you know, I can see him. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm not even supposed oh, to be oh, here. Well, God, I, hope I hope I don't jack, jack off. off. I hope I don't jack off. So, um, I, did, uh, I did the math on the Wade Boggs thing, by the way. Which you can see so, on, the, on the website, correct? Which you can which you can yeah. see on the website, it's uh, the article is called uh, the, uh, the 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 physical the the physical toll of chasing bogs, uh, but uh, you know because it is important. Um, if we're going to match 107 beers, like even with a full day, we'd have to drink at least four to five beers an hour, and like I did the math on like just what if Wade Boggs did like an average amount like the low end of what people say drink like 50 beers on a cross-country road trip okay guys how many beers do you think you drink a year not like not like like volume wise just think like a like a can of bud light or miller light or whatever how many how many beers do you guys think you drink a year yeah a hundred like three four hundred okay okay I say mine's in the fives, probably. Ten a USA week. Is that today. bad? Should I tell my doctor? No. What'd you say? A thousand? <laughs> no, fuck five hundred. <laughs> okay. Okay. USA Today uh, says the average drinking American consumes about six hundred beers a year. That's when I was researching oh. this. Okay. Wow. Wade Boggs, fifty beers, a cross-country flight. Not only. To the West Coast, but back from the West Coast, he would make like four to five flights like that a year. He is crushing 
two to three hundred beers per season. <laughs> He's drinking in like twenty four, twenty five hours of flight time half of what the average drinking American does in a whole fucking year. <laughs> and not only is it awesome, it took him over 2,400 games to get his 3,000th hit. If the average baseball game's like two hours and 50 minutes for its time, he's getting a hit every 34 minutes, okay? Wade Boggs drank at the and this is a conservative estimate. The number is likely higher and more frightening. He drank his 3,000th beer by his 60th flight. <laughs> For an average, I think, of like 8.2 beers per hour. The guy is a living legend. Just... <laughs> I know we're serious about getting on an Amtrak and doing that. I'm just saying, guys, I ran numbers on what we have to, like, match. If we had the whole day to drink four or five beers a day, we could hit a hundred and something, like, 24 hours nonstop. But, man, that is... To go that long, drinking just beer, Miller Lite? God. Have our work cut out for us on that one. So, what if but, we do, like, beer uh, enemas? Like, we're going to... You know, butt shoved him up her ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What if we do what they did? What if we what if we do what they did in the ladies' reboot on It's Always Sunny and drink like little bottles of wine? Yeah, your mouth is just a bread massacre. (laughs) Fucking downing rose. Oh, dude, if if we're doing this with wine, I mean, like. Sign me up for like ten bottles on a flight, easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. What else do we have to joke about? Um. Should... Oh, what we talked about earlier: how we're gonna possibly buy Not the your... St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and oh, what we have yeah. to do. Um, assuming we're fine with being transparent on our wages, I make thirty-six k a year. So, you get yeah. Oh, go ahead and throw throw that one in. We'll so. say with me and you's combined income, you know, over a hundred thousand. Um, what, what Ryan's probably getting us what near one hundred forty, one hundred fifty. Okay, so let's say one hundred fifty. Nick doesn't do anything. Uh, one hundred and fifty because he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's, it's he's, a negative, right? We have to pay for the funeral. So it's it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're just gonna throw him in the. We're gonna throw him in the trash with the rest of the garbage. Um. I don't know how much the Cardinals are really like worth, right? I know how much Bill DeWitt is, but he bought the team in um, 1995 for 150 million dollars. Okay, divide that by our combined salary, we would need to work a thousand years, I think, to to uh, to to buy the Cardinals. So unless we plan on living forever. Uh, two point four five billion is what the team is valued at, according to uh, Statista. Two point four five billion. Yep. Statista. Yeah. That's Mexican. Oh. I'm a Maxinista oh. going to Statista. Okay, so uh, it would take us sixteen thousand three hundred thirty-three years 
to buy the team with our current seller. 16,333 and a third year <laughs> to buy the St. Louis Cardinals. Or what we could do... Oh, go ahead, Rock. But if we get every person who walks through the gates of Bush Stadium to give us $100... Ooh, Instead yeah. of the DeWitts. We're averaging we about get... 30, 39000 in attendance times 100 bucks. That's $3.9 million plus 150000 Oh, wait, hold times on. That's 3.9. No, no, no. No, no, hold on. 3.9, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing attendance 81. during the year. Don't we have like... Don't we usually like $3 million a year that come to games? What do you mean? Like, if we got $100 like, from each fan that came through for the whole season, we would have $315 million by the end of the season. Oh, you're plus just, okay. The cherry, plus the cherry on top, $150,000 of our combined salary. That is three... <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome to the math podcast. We're, welcome to the math portion. Three point Divide that, 306 Three hundred sixteen million five hundred or and fifty thousand dollars. At that rate, it would take us just shy of eight years to get the team. So what we got? We got a we got a panhandle like no one can fucking panhandle. Yeah. I got I tickets. Know. I got stock. <laughs> I got stock. I got that. I got that chronic. I got that pandemic. Oh, I didn't mention one of the uh, promos last night was a Matt Holiday t-shirt and also a Matt Holiday NFT. So maybe we can get a worst hands NFT going around. Yeah, we should scam people. We can do that. We can appeal to the crypto libertarian uh, part part of the internet. Yeah. Um, I think Ryan, Ryan, I think he'd be great at that. Scamming, Scamming libertarians. Hell yeah, man. Let's get on the. I think we buy all of the Matt Holiday holiday NFTs, dude. Like you know, your... like I don't know. My dad collected every bobblehead, and now every like because he thought someday he'd sell each one for a hundred dollars or something. But now dude, we no just shit. have a basement I... full of bob bobbleheads. I have a um, I have a Matt Holiday bobblehead in my room. <laughs> you know, the only thing we're going to do the same likes... thing with the NFTs. Dude, Ryan would be a pro at this. We went to Lou Brock or whatever, or Ozzy Smith bobblehead, and like he, what, what, what we do at the I game? Him, you sold it. You sold yours for like twenty bucks to a guy who wanted to get one for his kid, and then you bought one off some chicks for ten bucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's like, we're going to. He's like, this is ten dollar profit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a master at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is ultimate gremlin mode. Fucking got fed after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> what would uh, what would your sales pitch be for the uh, worst fans slash St. Louis Cardinals NFT? I'm a crypto bro, okay, so I'm kind of a closeted fascist who doesn't Talk about believe in consent. Yeah. They fucking love gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Yeah, hit us with it. Come on, one, two, three, baby. Come on, sell it. So you can't see Devil Magic. You can't hold Ooh. Devil Magic. <laughs> but you can have Devil Magic 
and part of the what are we calling it? The multiverse? What is the thing? The metaverse? Yeah. The metaverse. You can be the bro. devil yeah. magic of the metaverse. You can be the devil magic distributor for all of the metaverse. Crypto can I, uh, bro. Is devil magic gonna can I get use devil magic to buy a Lambo? Yeah, yeah, man. Devil magic only increases and it's worth more. <laughs> It's worth more between the months of August and, like, the first week of October. <laughs> so I can need to buy like, it up now. A, yes, it is. It, it's highest value late in the season. Oh, fuck, dude. Put me down for a thousand of those coins. <laughs> <laughs> Devil magic coin. <laughs> oh, man. What would the logo be for the Devil magic coin? It would just be... I think it's what Ali Monroe just like <laughs> licking his fingers shaped as a pussy. Kind of uh, it's better in my. I was gonna say scary Fred Bird. Yeah, I was gonna say scary Fred Bird too. Yeah. Just... <laughs> just feathers and skin falling off scary Fred Bird. Yeah. <laughs> what a goddamn! What a play or yeah, or coach like embodies. Cardinals devil met. Like, hold on, let's uh, trace this back. When did stubby. when did Stubby Keith it's Ezra's stubby. clap the third? Stubby clap the third. <laughs> when did when did Devil Magic start? Oh six. It started. I think it. I the first time I ever saw it was like on a like a Reddit comment. Mm-hmm. I think like somebody said something. It was like a break, like about a Braves game. It was like I think over ten years ago. Yeah, let me see if I can go. Let's go to Reddit right now. I use Reddit mainly for porn, so this is going to take me a second. (laughs) (laughs) It's good porn, you know what I'm going to say. Let me go. My Fucking Jesus. Donald, Donnie Jr. posting that his dad has a huge hog. Okay. All right, (laughs) devil, magic, and art slash cardinals. Let me go sort by... What's the oldest one? I don't know. Won't even let me go to the oldest one. Man, I I like to think it was 06, You know, because we're sh- yeah. we're kind of a shitty division winner, eighty three wins, and then we win a World Series. You know, I feel like that's Devil Magic ish. Um, I feel like it didn't become a like twenty eleven is when it's like oh this is it like two thousand six yeah. happens twenty eleven happens and it's like okay this is just gonna be. Yeah, like happens now. 06 is when the devil magic tea starts to brew a little bit. And by 11 it is ready it is ready to be sipped, babes. And then we have in 2012 where where the Nats blow that game 5 NLDS lead. That's some devil magic shit there too. Um well then again though, like when you think of 2011 it wasn't just the postseason, okay? Like the devil magic like hit its stride in the season because we made that march uh, to the wild card and then like everything else went wrong for the Atlanta Braves. So like I, I feel like I, I feel like it gets I feel like it starts in 06. It comes to full power in 11 and then just rears its ugly head like a like a like a like a 500 year flood that ha- that happens annually or every other year. Like a great cataclysm on Major League Baseball. Like, it happened in the Nats in, in 2012. 
Um, we have some devil magic in 13. We made it to the World Series, so that requires some devil magic. Yeah, with um, Mike Bettini, no less. We somehow still made it. It seems like it strikes the Braves a lot, like when you think about it, because we had that wild card game against them with the infield fly. You had their collapse in 11. You had when we dropped a 10 spot on them in the decisive game of the NLDS when we scored 10 runs in the first inning. Like, devil magic. Hey, devil magic, I feel like, was is like a young child that watched its father, like, you know, Father Christmas or whatever, get murdered in the 96 NLCS by the Braves, and, like, it has a vendetta against the Atlanta Braves now whenever we play them in the postseason. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like it is. Because, like, I don't think... I don't think the Braves have beat us in a postseason since because we played them in 2000. You know, honestly, Ryan, that's some, like, devil magic stuff there because Rick and Keel throwing all those wild pitches and, it's, like, we still beat the shit out of the Braves. Huh. We we owned the Braves in the late 90s, early 2000s. I, yeah, and, and, like, since then when it comes to postseason play. One of my first, like, baseball memories is... Uh, remember after John Rocker said all that hateful shit about minorities and <laughs> yeah, you know kind of in New York because they don't speak English and some smelly Pakistani lady Ugh. yeah yeah and I was like seven or eight years old and we went my dad took me to a playoff game and uh we sat in the bleachers but like John Rocker came in and like the whole stadium is like flicking him off and booing him and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is, like, I, I knew enough about it. But I was like, I want to be, like, this is why I like baseball. is because one guy can be a huge villain. Little kid's body with your current head. And you're like, this is fucking <laughs> awesome. Throwing up two little birds. Like, fuck you, get him out of here. <laughs> Maybe... Okay, maybe Devil Magic was conjured by Tony LaRusso. Maybe that's where it started. Maybe he's the guy who made Devil Magic. I'm, I've like been looking Ryan through some, and... some Reddit <laughs> and Baseball yeah. America. Dude, and like the phrase like... Devil Magic is like 2012, it looks like. like that's where people really started yeah. using... Well, well, Devil Magic is like a is like a is like a like a like a serial killer. I feel like it got away with all these crimes, and it took like until the tenth murder before they coined they gave the serial killer a name. That's nickname, so yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was way before 2012. So, well, what you got, actually, Josh? it was actually 2006. If you recall our interview with Tony Larusa. When he introduced oh, yeah. the uh, horizontal spraying method uh, <laughs> in the locker room, that changed everything. Yeah, you didn't know this, Ryan. Uh, the thing, and this was in no way a good guess by Tony's part, uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony's secret to success was how he would do team showers, and it was how he would spray down the boys. And he wouldn't spray them vertically. <laughs> He would spray them horizontally. He called it the horizontal method. It's, it is, it, it's, it was the secret to our success, and it's what got him his first World Series in St. Louis. I just imagine Tony taking a pull from like a Smirnoff bottle, <laughs> drinking a bottle of red wine, petting a fucking a neglected dog. <laughs> 
He's, he's got shingles real bad, and he's just spraying the buttocks of, like, Scott Rowland and Albert Pujols. Scrub, scrub, scrub your back. <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know how you get all that dirt in that crack, son. <laughs> hey, Rick, I just got a text. Uh, Tony wants to have I a just gotta... in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that's beautiful. We are a we are a bit creating machine. So. We are. God damn. All right, we got any? Uh, we hit our hour mark. We got any our final memes? Any other funny baseball things we want to bring up? Uh, like the like the website people should check. Uh, out. The Yankees in their <laughs> fall from grace. Oh, I'm loving it. Oh man. Praise God that they're having some trouble. It is great. Who knew Matt Carpenter was that important to their offense? Because he wasn't that important to our offense. That's for God. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, they um, got swept they by lose... the Diamondbacks. Oh, my God. <laughs> didn't they lose, At like, home. two or three to the fucking... Did they lose two or three to the A's, or they beat them two or three? They murdered them. Let me look. No, they split with the A's. <laughs> oh, God, they had a four-game layup against Oakland, and they split with them. Oh, my God. Woo. It's a shame only 80 people That's were there the to Giambi. see it. That's the Giambi. That's the I hope the A's take off, and, like, their devil magic moment was when that dude was getting head, like, in the stadium. They're like, That's where. It all turned <laughs> <Blow dry>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they go on a 33-game winning streak. <laughs> like a that fucking Major awesome. League Lou Brown. has <laughs> like, like a fucking poster of Billy Bean, and every time they win, he takes a piece of his clothes off. <laughs> but in reality, at the end of the season, they've only like taken off his socks. Let's be honest, it's the A's. So... <laughs> Oh my God! The blow, the 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 tur- the turbo bl- uh, the turbo suck heard round the world. <laughs> God damn! Oh God, this is a funny meme. The White Sox can't figure out what to do. They've lost. They got swept by the D-backs. <laughs> Dude, Arizona, look out, baby! Look out, Gabagool! They're coming for you. They're coming for you, honey. Uh, I do like that uh, the White Sox are dog shit because uh, of Tony. It's very fun for me. Him nodding off in the middle of Tony. a game. I love that. Tony! He's AJ, you new Gamal! I gotta fuck the boy to build character, Carmella! Get off of my ass! I gotta, uh, I gotta shower the boy to <laughs> get, I gotta give him the horizontal method! He's got so much dirt in his ass! All you do is bitch, bitch, bitch! <laughs> Dad, you know the horizontal method was considered gay by the Greeks. I'll show you gay fucking metal! I don't know where it's going that one, but it's fun. Yeah. Still get in here and wash my son's ass! So <laughs> horizontal method! Alright. Uh, yeah, this is a good episode. We're funny. Ooh. So, uh, who are we fucking we tonight? Are, yeah. Man. Fucking of the who's. Fuck the, fuck the Braves. Fuck Braves. anyone. Ooh, fuck anyone upset by the student, student loans getting, getting forgiven. Yeah. I mean, what do we got? Who we fuck? Um, big tooth bitches. Anybody <laughs> who likes boiled peanuts, they can fuck off. Um... 
So fuck the peanut lovers. I like that. I I hope Ryan Helsey comes in tonight and uh and has a perfect inning for a save. That's what I hope. So fuck fuck the chop. There we go. Fuck the chop. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Chip Carey. Fuck Marcel Azuna. Fuck uh Spencer Strider and his pedo mustache. Fuck Brian Snicker. Fuck, fuck Turner fuck Broadcasting. Ca- <laughs> fuck Turner Broadcasting. Fucking resurrect a fucking Abe Lincoln. Put him in a giant mecha robot and have him burn down Atlanta, the white parts. Fuck Atlanta. That's what it is. Fuck Atlanta, boys. Chipper Jones, fuck though. Atlanta. Like, you cool. You cool, Chipper. I like Waffle House, too, but fuck, fuck Atlanta. 